You are listening to the Coach's Ed Podcast exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. This is Pablo with Rush Coach Development. I'm really happy. Today we have Mercy Akide. Is, do you say Akide? Is that Akide, how you Akide Udo. Very good, very good. I, was, I did good. I did, I did well then. Uh, so yes, we're here with did. Mercy Akide Udo. She's from Virginia Rush. And um, by the end of the month, we're celebrating the Rush Female Coaches Alliance as well. And she has a very interesting story, a remarkable um, background. So very happy to have you here, Mercy. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your background, um, personal, and, um, and as a player. <laughs> well, um, my name is Messi Akide Udo. Um, I was born in Nigeria. Uh, played for so many clubs in Nigeria and then came to the United States. I've been to two Olympics and three World Cups. Um, scored a couple goals. Um, uh, and I'm here in Virginia Beach with Rush. Oh my God, that's um, that's you, you made a long story short. Wait, wait, wait hold on, hold on. Let me rewind. So you played, you played for your national team, right? In Nigeria. Yes, I played for Nigeria national team for close to fifteen years. Oh my God. Yeah, I've Incredible. been to three Olympics and three World Cups. Wow, which one was um? Yeah, which one is? I mean. What's your most remarkable I, I, memory of, of your playing days in that sense? Oh, wow. I have two. Mm-hmm. Um, one is the 1999 World Cup in the U.S. Uh, I was the cover girl also for the, the program, a cover girl. Uh, uh, I scored against Korea. I scored against Denmark. Uh, beautiful goals. Um <laughs> And the second one is in the Olympics, uh, 2000 Sydney. Uh, I scored against, uh, no, not uh, 2004 Greece. Sorry, I take that back. Against Sweden. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that one is special to me because uh, that was the day my uh, husband now mm-hmm. uh, became my fiancé. And I scored a goal for him. So though, that when I was celebrating, I told him I'm going to score a goal for him. And when I was celebrating, I was blowing the kiss on the air. So most people didn't understand. So I can't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been married for 16 years now. Um, have two beautiful daughters. They are playing for Virginia Rush. Uh, one is 07 and the other one is uh, 09. Wow. No, very mercy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, and wow, you know something that I've always been intrigued. Let me ask you about this one. Is of course that for soccer players playing a World Cup, it's 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 everything, right? It's it's the max maximum that you can accomplish. But I've heard from a lot of athletes that the Olympics are actually a, an incredible experience. How was that for you? Oh my gosh, it's 
it's surreal to me. I'm still like, sometimes I was like, oh my God, did I do that? You know, <laughs> did I play in the Olympics? Um, I had to, I had to. I'm sorry. I know most people don't like tattoo, but I had to tattoo the, <laughs> the, the year and the ring on my hand because it's special. You know, the World Cup doesn't have anything for us to, um, put on our, on us, but the Olympic is real special. You see thousands and millions of people watching you and, uh, all over the world, not just in the stadium, but all over the yeah. world. Everybody's glued to the TV. So that's really special. And now my kids now are uh, beginning to understand who their mom is and watching my replay. Wow. I know. <laughs> but, I, but besides, I mean, it has to be crazy, right? Because you, we spent, what, a month for the Olympics and uh, but you, it's not just soccer players. Like you're surrounded by top class athletes in every single dis discipline. I mean, it has to be incredible. It is incredible. Like you know, you want to you want to do your best. You want to meet other people, not just your own sports. Mm -hmm. You want to meet other athletes that you admire. You know, may so rest in peace. Kobe Bryant was one of my uh, inspiration. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I met him at the Olympics and Cyrilla Williams with the Venus, when I met them just walking around the village, that just made it all. I know how we didn't win. Nigeria didn't win the Olympics. But, you know, that's like a winning of for course, me. Of course. Oh my God, what an experience! And um, and let me and let me guess, how did you end up in Virginia? Let, let me guess, your husband? Yeah, my husband is a sports journalist, and he does some press pass for um ESPN. Uh, he's he's big too back in Africa, mm -hmm. you know. And um, he was here for the uh, basketball for covering the uh, um, I think the All Stars. Uh, before this virus came mm -hmm. came in place, so he's doing well for himself. Very nice, very nice. So that's how that's how you guys came to the U.S. or or were you no, that's how I I met him when I was playing. Mm -hmm. When he came to interview me, I didn't put anything in place, but you know, after that, um, he we just became friends and. And then after less than two years, we, we married. But I came to the state after the um, 1999 World Cup. So I, I came to study. Uh, Milligan College gave me scholarship because, you mm -hmm. know, um, coming from Africa, we don't, my parents, I'm speaking, my parents didn't really have that money to send me to college. So I was just playing for the national team. And I was so grateful and I, thankful to God that uh, Milligan College came and um, they were watching and they came and they said that they want me to come play for the college. So that's how I came back that summer in August after the World Cup and uh, went to Milligan College. Wow. What a great story. That's a great story. And when, and when did you start coaching? I start coaching after 2000. Well, you know, I was in and out, you know, as a college kid, the college can give you money. The only money they can give to you is the scholarship money. And it, it doesn't come to you. It goes to your tuition. Mm -hmm. uh, I live in the dorm. So during summer, I will do some summer training. 
with like camps with my coach, you know, and I would get little money from there. And with me playing and all the kids around in Tennessee, because I went to Milligan College um, in Tennessee. So we would do like uh, little clinics, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, during summertime, that's how I end up. Well, let me put the, the uh, Milligan College. So I would do camps and we would get little, little money from there just to, you know, take care of ourselves because we're not playing for the national team anymore. We don't, I don't have any family here. So um, it's a Christian college, you know, during the early day, I would go to my course advisor. They would take me in like their daughter. So I would go in and uh, I would stay with them and I would do like little clinics and I started picking interests, you know, mm-hmm. and I love kids. I love kids. I want to have one of mine. Um, but, you know, I started coaching other people, kids, you know, I started having patience, you yeah. know, and I'm like, okay, I love this. So, but I didn't place my hand that someday I'm going to be a coach, but I was just doing it and it became, it became part of me. And when I, um, after 19, after 2004 World Cup in the U.S., um, a, colleague, a friend of mine in San Diego, so I played for San Diego Spirit too. So that's when the WUSA, that was the first league. So I played for San Diego Spirit in California. So um, the the I have friends that I anger with. I will play, pick up games with them and here and there. But he now reached out to me and said, there's this guy in Atlanta because I was visiting a friend in Atlanta and said, this guy in Atlanta, he's opening, he has a club. Um, then he used to, they used to call it star soccer club. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, uh, um, and now he's rush. Now he's, he's uh, Atlanta rush. So I was like, Oh, okay. He said, he's looking for, strong female coaches that can, you know, coach the girls. So I was like, oh, I'm really interested. So now I'm going from doing coaching little kids on the side, now going into the club. So when I went to start soccer club, so I started coaching, I was like, oh, this is really nice. So, and then, you know, I am grateful that I have people that God put in my place that are nice people, you know. So I was learning from other coaches that have been there too and um and that's how I started picking interest and I started coaching from there then my fault my then I will come here during summer to Virginia Beach to play for the piranhas Mm -hmm. so when I come here so I would do like side training you know I would do um camps you know the piranhas have camps so I would get paid from there here and there and just surviving and going back to college and and that's how when I was done I was like okay so I started as I went to Atlanta visit and then that's how I end up in Atlanta coaching with the Star Soccer Club now they have um uh, uh, uh Atlanta Rush and um Fami Osami is the guy that owns it then and I started coaching with him then I had my daughter then I I took a break. So yeah. you were you were going. You took a break. So I I took a break and I had my baby. Um, that is Colleen. Um, 
So I uh, took a break and I had the baby. And then I then I didn't go back to Atlanta. I was in Nigeria and Virginia Beach, uh, the uh, travel team, in, uh, because I, I, the, the lady that was playing for the piranhas, that owns the piranhas, Masiloma, she uh, was working with uh, Virginia Beach Travel Soccer. So they all know us and we always go there and do camps for them. So they, the guy now invited, he told me that when I'm done nursing my baby, if I can come and join their club and coach for them. So I was with them for eight years. And then I left in 2015, 16 season. That's how I came to Rush. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now you've been in Virginia Beach so for uh, four years? I've been with Virginia uh, Rush for four years. But I've been in this area for close to 12, 13 years now. Very nice. Yeah. And I love Virginia Rush. When I moved, I was like, oh, my God, this is like, this is all what I wanted. I said, <laughs> the, the family, you know, the family oriented, the club is big, is worldwide, um, the way they treat their coaches. I, I was just dumbfounded. I was like, oh, this is what I want. And I'm, I'm still going to be with them. And I took all my kids. My kids are all playing with the club. So That's I love funny. it. I was about to ask you that, actually. I was going <laughs> to ask you, what do you think makes uh, Rush uh, a special club? They're, they're special because one, they, they, they care about the kids. They care about their family. Um, the, 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 uh, the organization, not just them, but the, how would I put it? The, uh, the community, you know, mm -hmm. they have a place for everyone to play. Despite your level, they have a team for you to play. And I, I, that's one thing I just love about them. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, I think that's one of the things that makes Russia a really special club. It's um, most clubs they say that they care about all of them, but you know, if you're not good enough, you end up being, you know, finding yourself outside. And we, yeah. we take it in a different way. We say, hey, this club is not made just for the one person that are top players. We actually care about all of them, and we think about all of them in our programs. And I think that makes us a, 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 a that makes us different. Yes, it is. It is. It is. It makes us different and unique. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Now, let me ask you something. Um, what do you think, as a player, Ryan? When when you were a player, what do you think? To advise to all of the young players that we have in within within our our network, what do you think made you uh, special. What do you think took you so far in your career? Oh wow! You know, my my time. There's no. We didn't really have like cell phones. We didn't really have like games. So what I do is that well, I go to practice. You know, three times, two times um, in a week, but that's not enough. So I wanted to be one of the best in the world. I wanted to stand out when I play. So I would go after every practice. I stay back and I, I work on my shooting because I, I was a forward 
I was a, a um a for as a, a forward and sometimes they play me in the midfield. So I will work on my foot skill. I will do shooting. I'll take it to the corner. I'll take it to the side. You know, I would just be doing like to enhance me to make me get better. And one thing that I want to advise the young ones, you have to have self motivation. I had self-motivation. And then after I had that self-motivation, then I had that work ethic come in. Because you have to have self-motivation first, then your work ethic will come. And then when you have that work ethic, nothing can stop you. You have that dream that you want to achieve. So I will advise them that they should go out on their own, not just their parents telling them, oh, you have to do this. You know, I see kids drag. I'm speaking, I have one that she has no self-motivation, but she loves the game. But Mm -hmm. I cannot force her to do it. I want her to do it on her own. And it shows that she loves the game. Because if I'm forcing her to do it, it means that she don't really love the game. I love the game for her. So kids that love the game, you will see it. Their passion will come. And that's when, when I'm on the field too, when I'm playing, I play with everything. I play with passion. I play with determination. You know, I want, I want my team to win. I want, I want to stand out, you know, and that's what makes the difference between, you know, the big top players. Look at Messi, look at uh, Ronaldo. They won't tell me that they don't put extra after their, their teammates, they are done. It's not just natural like that. Oh, completely, completely. I, I mean, you know, every single top-level athlete that, I, that I've spoken to, just like yourself, um, I feel like it's a common denominator and, um, and I'm relating it to our core values, right? It's um, the tenacity, the yeah. passion, the accountability and the humility are always present because even these top stars that you're mentioning, like Messi or even Maradona or Ronaldo, even if they seem, if they can seem to be arrogant and everything, they were actually always willing to learn, willing to stay a little bit longer after practice to, to, to try to get better and better and better. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's a, it's a great message you're you're giving them. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a coach, because it's such a different story, of course. When you know from being a player to being a coach, what's your what's your coaching philosophy? What what, what do you believe in? Oh, my coach's philosophy is that one, I'm very disciplined, you know, uh, disciplined in, in, the, in the sense of like the game, you have to take the game serious. If you love the game, you have to put passion into it. Um, also, I try to give every kid a chance to develop and, and, and to do their best because Everybody is important on the team, no matter how little or big they are. Um, kids grow differently. Um, some season you see some kids grow uh, even better than the players that were better last season. So uh, I give every kid chance to develop. Very good. Very nice. And I've seen, I don't know if it has happened to you, but what you're saying it, it has happened to me i've seen i've seen great players i mean players that were much better than others but they didn't have that that tenacity that that commitment that passion and um, over the years 
a lot of times the weaker one ends up being the stronger. Um, it happens. Players develop in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a testimony of that because in um, 19, 19, 1995, 1994, I went to the what I went to the uh, national team. I got cut. I got cut. In the sense that, uh, one, you, you cannot be arrogant. You can't know it all. Um, you cannot um, be prideful, you know. It's okay. That's why, you know, most people, they they were like, oh, my God, you have all these caps around you and you still stay humble. You got to stay humble. You know, you got to stay humble to learn, to grow. When I went 1994 to my national team, when they invited me to um, uh, for the preparation for Sweden 95, Sweden 95, I um, I got caught that one year. But I was the highest goal scorer of the league in my country. But I did not I did not stay in the camp because they said that I was prideful. But I didn't know that. And that's why, you know, we need guidance. We need somebody, mentors. We need somebody to lead us right. Uh, I didn't have any mentor. I didn't have any. I was just like, oh, my God, you know, I'm on top of the world. I'm the uh, league IS goal scorer. You know, I, I will make it. I will be in the national team. I will do this. I will do that. But it didn't work that way. And I'm grateful that it didn't work that way for me because I could have become something else. So now they cut me. And I, I had to go back and reevaluate myself. And I was like, okay, you know, number one, I have to have humility. I have to stay humble. If I'm going to succeed, I have to listen to people, you know, listen to the people that have, have played this game for big time because this game is bigger than us. It's a small round letter, but it's bigger than, it's bigger than us that played this game. So I had to stay humble. And I came back the next um, year and then I went to the World Cup. You know, I didn't really play that much because I was young. I was 17, 18. But, you know, that was my first walk up. And it gave me that eye open and like the experience, like, okay, I can do better, you know? And then I had to put that tenacity. I have to work. Completely. Completely. That's, 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 a, that's a great message, Mercy. That's a great message. And, you know, we, we were talking with Tim not very long ago. And um, I think it's fantastic. It's, it's something that, that you can share with the players, you know, um, we were saying the same, we were saying it's incredible the impact of, you know, having a mentality of like, move on. It doesn't matter if you lose or if you, or if you win, but move on because, you know, like I say, um, the goal that you scored yesterday, it's not going to play the next game. So you always need to move on, no matter if you lost or if you won and say, okay, we start again. We start again. Now we start again. Now reset your mind and keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, I think that's that's a really good message. Thank you. <laughs> Mercy. Um, so let me ask you one thing. So as you know, um, we had a program within the Rush that is the Rush Female Coaches Alliance. And um, and we try to highlight um, remarkable profiles that we have, remarkable personalities that we have within the Rush like yourself. And... Um, and what do you think about the evolution of the of of females like within the sport? And I guess it's it, and it's and it's going to be fun asking you about this one because I'm from another country as well, and in in the states it's more popular among women than than it is in my home country, for instance. So what what do you think? What are your thoughts about that? 
Well, they, they, my thought uh, and my take is that, uh, one, the women are always pushed to the side. Once you have a family, it is difficult for you to leave your family. You know, as a mom, I'm speaking as a mom, um, it's hard when you travel. You travel, you are on the field all day, um, your kids are not around you if they cannot play. Um, that's troublesome. And if you really love your kids, you want you won't want to put your kid before the game, you know. And and uh, most players that I've seen that, and female coaches that have worked with me, you know, they they will coach, but once they start family, family comes first. And you know that's one of the big thing with 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 women um if their husband is traveling a lot like me i'm in a military family zone in virginia beach i see parents traveling uh, dads going for deployment a lot uh, the moms are the ones that takes the kids around so if one parent like that or two coaches like that they start having kids it's hard it's really hard. I have passion, so much passion for the game that I have to integrate my kids to love the game too and to play and so we can travel together. But some families are not uh, wired like that. And it's hard for female coaches because when they are putting a lot in and they are not getting this encouragement, you know, and I'm so glad that Rush is doing this for the women uh, coaches in the club because um, it goes a long way. Um, when they are not seeing that, okay, you compliment them, that you're doing a good job, thank you for doing this, you know, it's not all about money, but that appreciation, it goes a long way and they want to do more. But when they are not seeing that, and, you know, sometimes <laughs> as coaches, we have like one difficult parent and maybe two on the team. It discouraged them. They, they, won't, they won't want to come back the next season to go through that. And um, for me, um, I will really encourage the women coaches to, to come along with me and with other great female coaches um, to be part of this because, you know, we have kids, we have daughters, we have sons. Yes, we can coach our son's team, but we can coach our daughter's teams. We can we can also grow in the game. And someday we don't know what God has a plan for us. We might coach the national team, maybe not here, maybe in another national team outside the country. You know, God will always open a way because I see God's hand in all I do because I came here with nothing. And uh, I know I came with fame, but that's not putting food on my table. But, you know, I, I, I have God. I have people that have surrounded me around that have blessed me one way or the other. And I'm, I'm still growing in the game. And I know that this is not my, um, uh, this is just a stepping stone for me. I have a dream. And my dream is to coach a national team someday. I don't know which one, but when that time comes, you know, um, everything will play into line. But for women that are coaching, I'm just saying that please don't quit. No matter what, anything that you're doing, people are seeing it. Just stay in the game and g g grow the game. You know, as female coaches, I know it's tough. 
is a man's word, but we are coming along. We we're gonna coach our own female teams. There will be one time I'm telling I was telling a colleague of mine that there will be a time that walk up for women. It will walk up for women. It's gonna be strictly all women coaches from assistant to everything. Goalkeeper coaching will be every country women coaches. And we are coming gradually. I know it's time. It's going to take time, but it's it's going to happen. I think so, and that's and, and that's that's a beautiful message as well. It's it's true, right? Like they say, when you really want something, when you're really positive about something, it's like the world and the universe conspire conspires to try to help you get it right. It's uh, things happen on the way that you were not that you had not planned, that you were not expecting. That it's that will, that desire, and that that positive attitude that somehow makes it happen. And it's like that, right? It's like it's having a dream and, and pursuing it. There's nothing more meaningful um, yeah. as players and coaches than just pursuing something that we really, that we really dream of, right? Yes. Um, Mercy, um, every time that we do this podcast, I like uh, giving the guests uh, one final minute, one final um, saying that it's, it's not really a question, it's just an open space for you to share something with our players, with our coaches that you think it's important that you would like to, that you would like to let them know. So this is your moment. Oh, wow. For the players, um, I just want to let you, I tell you guys that just keep working, put that tenacity in and keep that desire and that passion that you want to get better every day because every day is a different day. Um, go out there, take the ball by yourself and juggle. Maybe juggle is your weakness. Juggle. Maybe step over, scissors. Maybe those are the things that when you try it in the game, it doesn't work. Do it over and over. As much as you do it, you get better. And for the coaches, for the female coaches, for the male coaches, um, yes, there's nothing that comes easy. You might have ups and downs. You might have a kid that you thought that is going to be a star player or going to fit in and the kid is not fitting in. Be patient with that kid. Coaching is like teaching, um, like teachers. You have to be patient. Maybe break it down some more and help the kid because tomorrow you don't know where that kid is going to be and that kid is going to um, tell your story, how you help them. So we are just helpers to these kids. So just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, kudos to all coaches and kudos to all Rush players and kudos to all Rush coaches. <laughs> thank you very much, Mercy. Was, <laughs> thank you very much, by the way, for the time. Um, I think it's been a wonderful interview and um, you have a remarkable um, background and experience. And um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure and it's... Um, we're proud to have you within within the club. So thank you very thank, much. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Take care and see you soon. All right. You too. Bye. <laughs> Everybody, time flies. And this is the end of the interview with Mercy Akiri. What an extraordinary um, personality and, and coach that we have, that we're, that we're, that we're just lucky to have within, within Red Soccer. Stay tuned. We're going to have a lot more podcasts coming on. And um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. This was this was Pablo with Rush Coach Development. See you next time.
Thanks for listening to Coach's Education exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network.